The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime has last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And finally, in honour of Veterans Day, everything in the merch store is 10% off with the promo code VETS. V-E-T-S. All proceeds from this sale will be donated to Mission 22, a non-profit serving those who have served. You are listening to another international special here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow them at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can follow me on my other X account as well. That is at X. That's at X. Finally, after a glitch, you can now see the PL for the month of October. And that was incredibly the 125th month in a row of transparent and track profit. And it was a monster month as well with over £2,800 landed. That's good for just under $3,500 once converted. So another successful and monster month. You can go through and have a look at that spreadsheet, leave a comment, leave a like if you want me to drop you some free plays on that account. Or you can head over to lockbetting.com and do further research. And I encourage you to do that due diligence where you can see all of the other spreadsheets that have accumulated to 125 straight months of consecutive profit. We've been undefeated in sports betting for over a decade and we've done it with a sensibly managed bankroll. No five-unit plays, 10-unit plays, no max plays, no whale plays, no play of the year nonsense. Just sensible staking that always leads to a monthly profit, making this a profitable and more fun hobby for those guys who want to get involved. And this is a hobby. This shouldn't be something where you're relying on it to get you out of debt. So don't do this if you don't have a disposable income. But if you do, I can make betting profitable for you by you heading over to lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com. Moving on with this international show, we're going to go for a mashup of picks here from across the South American qualifying, which is for the World Cup because they have to play so many more games, and Euro 2024 as it reaches its final round of games during this international window. And we're going to begin with one of the 7.45 kickoffs, which is happening tonight. We're looking at Portugal's trip to Liechtenstein. Now, individually, 
obviously, it's not a surprise that Portugal are unbackable here at the price. They are the 1-66 to favourites to go and win at Liechtenstein. And spoiler, they are going to win this game. In fact, they've won every single qualifying game under Roberto Martinez. It's 66-1 to on the draw. And it's 150 to 1 here on Liechtenstein. What we're interested in, though, is the Portuguese team total. Now, on a lot of these shows, we go down the route of a team to win and under four and a half goals to make a play more valuable. For this game, we're looking at over four and a half goals. Now, Portugal and over four and a half goals is actually priced up at seven to ten. But we can get the Portugal team total of over four and a half at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. Because if this game does go over four and a half goals, Portugal are going to be the ones who have scored five goals because Liechtenstein are not going to make any contribution here towards the scoring. Portugal's last five games have gone over four and a half goals. Portugal beat Bosnia and Herzegovina 5-0 last time out. And that would be a good enough scoreline to also cash this play or cash both plays, whether you go Portugal and over four and a half or whether you take the team total. I'm going to take the team total. As I said, I'm not expecting a Liechtenstein contribution here. Portugal have won seven of the last eight games without conceding a goal. And Liechtenstein, they have gone goalless in 18 of their last 20 games at home. And that's against much worse opponents than a Portugal side who are absolutely flying at the moment. I'm not a fan of Roberto Martinez. I don't like the job he did with Belgium. I thought he wasted a golden generation. I thought he was the wrong man to lead those players through their peak. And in the end, it resulted in them winning nothing. But now he gets a Portugal team. And some people look at this Portugal team and think that they are now in their golden generation, despite the fact that Ronaldo's at the end of his career. When you look through the rest of the team, when you look at the likes of uh, Rafael and Jao Felix and Bruno Fernandes and Bernardo Silva, it's absolutely stacked with talent and Portugal should be a major contender for Euro 2024. And if they continue to play like this, whether they have Roberto Martinez or not, they will be a contender. I look for them to rack up the goals today. I'm going to take the Portugal team total of over 4.5 and we take it at a price of 10 to 11 minus 110 here for this one. Up next, we dive across to South American qualifying. As I mentioned, we were going to look at some South American qualifiers here on this show. Before we do that, though, let me take a quick little pause here to tell you guys about Vets Merch. In honour of Veterans Day, everything in the merch store is 10% off with the promo code VETS, V-E-T-S. All proceeds from this sale will be donated to Mission 22, a non-profit serving those who have served. So support a great cause and score some sweet gear. This really is great merch. I do wear a lot of this sports gambling podcast stuff, including your soccer gambling podcast hoodie, which you can purchase there. To get some, head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code VETS, V-E-T-S. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the promo code V-E-T-S. Let me also tell you about Bet365. We are now brought to you by Bet365 and Bet365 is the world's favourite sportsbook trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Prop size total live betting Bet365 has you covered and if you like boost, you're going to love Bet365 as they have a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay plus they have an early payout offer if your team goes 17 points up and in soccer, they pay you out when your team goes 2-0 up. Now, the lock on Schemessa Italia last week was AC Milan. That's a prime example of why you need to be on Bet365. Ace Milan had the game one at half time. They were 2-0 up. Bet365 customers in my group got paid out. 
And um, the rest did not. And there was actually one guy who was almost crying about it when those Bet365 customers in our group chat started mentioning it. And he didn't have Bet365. And instead of taking it on the chin, he started to complain and argue with people about that situation. But hey, don't argue. Um, Just go and sign up for Bet365 instead. And you won't have to suffer the consequences of your team blowing a two-goal lead. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or you can use the sign-up link in our show bio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's one 800 Gambler. And finally, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your plays and maybe make a little cash on the way on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and that promo code SGPN. Jumping across to South America and we look at the two individual games involving Brazil and Argentina. Argentina faring a lot better than Brazil at the moment. We'll talk about Brazil in a second. We'll start with Argentina. They are at home to Uruguay where they are priced up as the 8-13 to favourites to win this game. It's 14-5 to on the draw, and it's 19-4 to here on Uruguay. We just gave a case for over four and a half goals, but we get back on the under four and a half goals train here for this one. My selection is Argentina to win and under four and a half goals, and we take it at the price of 10-11. to Uruguay, they come into this game in form. In fact, they come into this game off the back of a huge win against Brazil in qualifying. But I think that's a little bit more down to how Brazil are looking at the moment as opposed to Uruguay. Although Uruguay, it was a huge result for them, I admit. But Argentina, they are just finding a way to win games. And since they won the World Cup... They have not conceded a single goal. In fact, in all but one of their games since the World Cup, this selection of Argentina to win and under four and a half goals would have been a winner. They've not conceded a single goal in qualifying so far. Coming through with a 1-0 win against Ecuador, a 3-0 win away to Bolivia, a 1-0 home win against Paraguay and a 2-0 away win in Peru. And I think it's going to be business as usual here against Uruguay. I think you're getting a more generous price than you usually would based on the fact that Uruguay's last game was a 2-0 win at home to Brazil. Prior to that, they drew 2-2 in Colombia and they lost 2-1 away to Ecuador, which kind of tells you that Uruguay aren't this reformed force that are suddenly going to challenge the top teams in South America. All it tells you that Brazil are in a transitional period and have not started qualifying as strongly as usual. And Argentina, they're just doing what they need to do. They're winning games, four wins out of four, seven goals scored, nothing conceded. And I see nothing changing here in this game. So we're going to ride that form. We're going to take Argentina to win the game with under four and a half goals. And we take it at a price of 10 to 11 minus 110. Now we jump across to Brazil, who are in a very, (coughs) 
sorry, very different state to Argentina at the moment. They travel to Colombia, where they're priced as the six to five favourites to win. It's 21 to 10 on the draw, and it's 23 to 10 here on the Colombians. If Uruguay could do it, Colombia could do it as well, because nothing's going to really change between this international break and the last one. Obviously, Brazil would have faced a lot of criticism, but the personnel remains the same. In fact, they still have some considerable injuries to deal with. Neymar's not there, Gabriel Jesus is injured, and Casemiro's out for seven weeks as well. So I think Colombia have a real chance of getting something from this game and seeing him on the double chance market at 7-10, to 10, just to not lose to Brazil, definitely does provide some solid value. The hosts are unbeaten in qualifying after four games, although they've only won one and drawn three. But... More, more convincingly, they are unbeaten in 15 overall, and that run stretches back to the previous World Cup qualifying campaign. Brazil, they haven't won an away qualifier in Colombia since 2003, so they hate going here. Better squads have not been able to win in Colombia. They've drawn all three of their visits to the country since their last success, so back in Colombia to get something from this game does appeal, as does the draw as an individual bet. So a sprinkle on the draw, which you can find at around about 23 to 10 plus 230. That seems like a good play as well. But I just don't feel that Brazil are going to win this game. I've seen nothing that suggests that the team that lost to Uruguay are going to suddenly be better here. So I'm going to take Colombia on the double chance market with a sprinkle on the draw as my selections here for this one. Um, right onto the squad matters. Um, I've been saying for the last couple of days that whether Raheem Sterling was involved in this or not, it would be the headline. He's not in. That's five consecutive England squads now he's, he's missed. Um, can you explain why? I, I think a year ago it would have been unthinkable that, that he'd missed five England squads, such was his importance to you and, 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 and England. Um, how difficult is it going to be for him to force his way back in for the Euros now when there's only one more squad you've got to pick between now and, and then? Well, uh, I mean, the door is 100% open, not only for Raheem, but for other players that aren't in this squad. So there's no doubt about that. I mean, we don't need to know about his his quality, his personality. Um, he is a crucial part of why the, we've had the, the journey we've had over the last few years. So uh, I can only repeat what I've said in the last couple of squad selection meetings. The team are playing really well. We had an exceptional win here against Italy last time round. Who do we leave out to put him in? So um, it, it's as simple as that, really. Has he upset you? Is there a damaged relationship here that needs to be you know, made amends about? Has is, is he done anything wrong? No. <laughs> it's an important question because people will ask that, Gareth, about whether there's a breakdown in the relationship between you and him. But who, who am I leaving out to put him in? It's just it's been so important to this England squad for for your first six years. He was only Harry Kane has played more games for England in the run up to and including the World Cup, mm. and Raheem Sterling hasn't played since the World Cup. That's pretty marked that difference. Yeah, look, he he wasn't available in March or June, so the team had started on a good run. We won in Italy for the first time in sixty years. The two performances in June were excellent. Um, so we stuck, we've stuck with that group. Um, we've stuck with that group pretty much through this qualifying campaign. We, we've deliberately not made many changes because we felt that that's been fair to the guys that have been in the squad. Performances have been excellent. Um, there is huge competition for places. There's no question Raheem is looking dangerous for his club. He looks invigorated uh, since the start of this season. 
So we're going to move on to the England game, as that clip probably tells you. And the big controversy surrounding England this week has been the non-inclusion of Raheem Sterling. Now, I've never been a huge Sterling fan. I thought that he was overrated. I thought that he was always good enough to be in an England squad, but I didn't think he warranted the regular starting place. I thought he was wasteful in front of goal. And sometimes he runs around like a a headless chicken. The same thing I often accuse Rashford of of being. But Rashford last season had more end product than Sterling's ever had, which is why I felt like that he warranted a spot. But at no point did I feel that Raheem Sterling didn't warrant a spot in the England squad. He's always been good enough to be in the England squad. He's always had that level of talent, that level of experience and that ability to come off the bench and change a game with his pace. He lacks end product, yes, but he's a threat. He's always a threat and he was a major threat at the weekend to Manchester City, the best team in world football and a major threat to Carl Walker, one of the best, if not the best right back in world football. So off the back of that performance, it is very surprising to me and to many others that Raheem Sterling has now gone five straight squads without being included. And it is a controversial topic. And let me praise the journalist as well, who who, who pushed Southgate on the matter. Because we do better in UFC. We play, conf- we play press conferences from Eric Ten Hag. And they are absolutely brainless. The journalist wastes questions by giving him these questions that just require common sense answers that anybody with a functioning brain wouldn't even need to ask. But they occupy half of the press conference by asking him stupid, meaningless questions. And this journalist actually decided to push Southgate, even to the point where he asked him if there was actually a problem and claimed he was asking it on behalf of people who may be asking that question in private conversations happening in in bars and pubs and households all around the country. So it was interesting to hear that. It was interesting to see him pushed and it was interesting to hear the response to it as well. But he did turn around and say, who should I take out of the squad? And perhaps when you look at the attacking options for England, it's difficult to really say who you should take out of the squad. But when you're calling up Cole Palmer, who's a teammate of uh, Raheem Sterling, and he's getting into the squad, when you're calling up Marcus Rashford, who's been very, very poor throughout this season, only scoring one goal. And when you have Jared Bowen there, who hasn't been as good for West Ham this season as he was last season, isn't as good as Raheem Sterling and never will be, it does bring up questions. And also, when you look through the rest of the squad, you have Jordan Henderson and Calvin Phillips. Jordan Henderson has moved to the Saudi League and Calvin Phillips doesn't play any minutes for Manchester City whatsoever. So it is very interesting and it is very odd the way Southgate picks his squads. Maguire's in, Rashford's in, Bowen's in, Phillips is in, Henderson's in, Cole Palmer gets called up and um, Raheem Sterling can't get back into the squad. So, uh, and, and there's a load of other players as well I could make a, a case for as well. But um, it'll end up being a, um, a Bet England podcast to go along with Bet MUFC. So let's have a look at the game. Not worth looking at the prices to win the game. England are the 1-80 to favourites, so it's not worth running through that market. So this is just a case of how you bet the game. I'm going to take a punt on England and 
under four and a half goals here. I think there might be some value on the selection. You don't need to worry about a Maltese contribution here. They've been shut out in four of their last six games. So England should be able to ease to a victory here. Another interesting bet I found was England to score more goals in the first half than the second. England have scored 12 of their 19 qualifying goals before the halftime break. And usually then they take their foot off the gas. So that could be an interesting way to bet this. England have only only averaging three goals per game so far in qualifying. So they're not looking to score five or six past their opponents. Plus, Malta actually haven't seen any of their games produce over four and a half goals yet to this point. Their last game was a 3-1 defeat at home to the Ukraine. They lost 4-0 in Italy. They lost 2-0 at home to North Macedonia. They got a 1-0 win over Gibraltar. They lost 1-0 in the Ukraine. They lost 4-0 at home to England. They won 1-0 in Luxembourg. They lost 2-0 at home to Italy. They won, or sorry, lost 2-1 away to North Macedonia. And they were beaten by the Republic of Ireland at home by a goal to nil. These aren't all qualifying games. These are actually all of their last 10 games. And none of them, none of them have seen five goals or more scored. So I think this is a relatively good way into this game. Obviously, if England play the entire game in fifth gear, they are going to absolutely obliterate this team. But I don't see any need for England to do that. In fact, it would not surprise me if we see England heavily rotating this team, not playing their regular starters and seeing the likes of Ollie Watkins playing instead of Harry Kane and a lot of fringe players getting some minutes here, or at least those fringe players coming on and playing for most of the second half, which then leads us to the first half, having more goals to more goals than the second. So we're going to take England and under four and a half goals as our selection here for this game. I think that obviously everybody understands it's risky because at any point England could take this team apart. But one of the main criticisms of Gareth Southgate throughout his tenure has been his lack of ambition, his lack of going for it, his lack of utilising these world-class attacking players. Because when you look at the defence of England, it's not one of the strongest defences in the world. It is up there in the top 10, maybe the top five, although the the centre-back situation is scary. John Stones is a lot better than he was when Gareth Southgate first took over, thanks to Pep Guardiola and the way he's been utilised at Manchester City. But you would argue that Harry Maguire is not the same player. Harry Maguire is now a player whose status has dropped significantly since Southgate took the job. He's no longer the Manchester United captain. He's no longer even a regular Man United starter when all the players are available. So you would argue that his status has significantly dropped. But England don't utilise that front line the way that they should. Gareth Southgate does often play major tournaments, especially with the handbrake on. And I can see England going ahead here comfortably and going back into their shell and conservatively seeing out the second half and your over four and a half goals not being in danger. So we take England in under four and a half goals as the play at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. Before we close out with the lock on the show, let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about game time. Ticket buying can be stressful if you decide to go at the last minute, especially where you're going to sit. 
Are they the best seats available? Can you get better seats? Are better seats going to become available for a better price? Did you just let those well-priced seats at a decent price go without pulling the trigger? And now you're stuck again. You've bought tickets. They haven't arrived. Are they going to arrive in time? It's the day of the event. They've not arrived. Will Call can't help you because you didn't get the tickets from them. It's all very annoying. It's all very stressful. Buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be that stressful. And game time is a fast and easy way to buy for not only sports, but music, comedy and theatre as well. With killer deals and last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting stressed at the event instead. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. And start getting hyped for the fun you'll have instead obviously reading that as a man united supporter the game time guarantee means you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time we'll credit you 110 percent of the difference so snag them tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use the code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply but again create an account and redeem the code cfbx for 20 dollars off download the game time app today last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed Let me also close out here by telling you about Hall of Fame Bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Closing out with your lock on the show A lock on the show should be the best play on the board, the play that I feel safest taking within reason and the within reason part is at a reasonable price. Obviously, I could take a a minus 300, minus 400, minus 200 even, and um, that could be the lock because I give it out with the most certainty. So we're looking for a combination of price and we're looking for a combination of certainty. And I think Argentina and under four and a half goals certainly falls into that category. Many were expecting a drop off from the Argentines after they won the World Cup, but that has not been the case. They've continued to roll, winning every single game and not conceding a single goal. In fact, at the World Cup, if you look at the games against Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Australia and Croatia en route to the final, Argentina cashed this selection in all of them. The only one they didn't cash it in was the 2-2 draw against the Netherlands. And that was only because the Netherlands equalised in injury time. Otherwise, Argentina would have cashed this selection in five straight games en route to the final. And the final was, of course, an exception as France came back from two goals down late on. Otherwise, that would have cashed this selection as well. Since the World Cup, they've cashed it in every single game. Argentina have played on eight occasions and on eight occasions, they've not conceded a goal. And in seven of those eight occasions, they've won with under four and a half goals scored. I understand that Uruguay beat Brazil last time out, but I feel they're being being a tad bit overrated as a result of that. And I think it's more down to the situation that Brazil are in at the moment rather than Uruguay. So your lock on the show is going to be Argentina to win along with under four and a half goals at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. That's it for me in this international special. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.